Well, hello and welcome back to the Prison Pod. Today we are bringing episode three of Leaving the Emotional Cage with Rob Corbin. And this episode will be called Forgiving Versus Reconciliation. How are you today, Rob? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, the sun's out. It's uh, Arizona is one of the few states that is not impacted by the time change, so we don't have to go through that stuff. But um, but anyway, yeah, beautiful day here in Phoenix this morning, and uh, uh, everything's doing good. I'd love to have some of that sunshine here. They're talking about snow. Man, oh man. Well, Hard to believe. But... Yeah. So uh, today's topic is forgiving, forgiving versus reconciliation. And I know there is a huge difference. Sometimes they work hand in hand and sometimes they don't. And I'm hoping that you're going to be able to clear that up a little bit for us today. Yeah, well, it's it's a super important subject to uh, to talk about. Um, you know, a lot of people feel, for for whatever reason, that if they're going to forgive, that it's a consent. Um, you know, either conveyed or not, but it's a consent to them that they're going to go back into having some sort of relationship with the offender, with the person that, that hurt. And, um, and I learned through doing some self-exploration as well as men's work that it doesn't work like that. Because the truth is that people that have hurt other people often would continue to do the same if they had the chance. You know, some people who are broken don't try to fix themselves. Some people who are broken and live with the desire to uh, use others as a way to vent their own emotional stuff. And the way that they vent is with anger and with uh, trying to get other people uh, to to hold on to their emotional stuff. Um, uh, you know, there, there is something that, that we need to do, which is called self-love and self-care. We have to take care of ourselves. And in order to take care of ourselves emotionally, um, we have to create boundaries in our life. Um, and sometimes that boundary requires us to change the relationship that we had with that person now that we've forgiven them um, and and to allow ourselves to go back into that relationship to some degree. The truth is, Valerie, in my judgment, is that that's not uh, necessarily true. We don't have to put ourselves in a vulnerable position going forward in a relationship that I'm going to label with a word destructive, a relationship that's harmful. And so, um, you know, this is an important topic here because the, the truth is that, that we do not have to subject ourselves to being hurt again. And 
the solution to that sometimes requires us to have a distant relationship or no relationship at all with that person. You know, it's, it, it's sort of like, you know, going back into the fire. If someone hasn't changed, if the person who harmed you hasn't changed, um, and their continued actions would result in harm, we have to make a very tough decision. And that is that, are we willing to pay the price by going back into that relationship or not? Forgiving is a separate deed. Forgiving is, is being at peace with the past. But forgiving is not opening the door for further harm. So, um, so we need to forgive. But at the same time, we need to have a conversation with ourselves that do we want to go back into a harmful relationship or do we want to create boundaries in our life that are going to protect us emotionally? Um, and, and, you know, the other thing I want to add on to this, and I know I'm talking a lot right now, but, you know, the other thing I want to add on is, is that, um, you know, uh, it's, it's a very, very tough decision that we need to make. And regardless if they're family or not, it doesn't matter. You know, in many cases, the harm is done by family members. And, you know, we mentioned in an earlier episode that, uh, you know, blood is thicker than water. Well, you know what? Um, in scientific terms, yes. But in the in terms of, you know, the fact that we have to have a relationship or a certain kind of relationship with with other people because they're family. Um, uh, my judgment is no, we don't. Um, you know, it, it, it's all about self-care and self-love. So family or not, we need to make a decision. How important is it that we protect ourselves from further harm? And so uh, that's the that's the difference between reconciliation and forgiving. Forgiving always needs to be done. Reconciliation is based upon an individual decision of, um, you know, are, are we willing to open the door for potentially being harmed in the future? So I'm looking at it as forgiveness is more singular, personal, and reconciliation needs both people on the same playing field. In other well, words, you have to have that person willing to meet you halfway, or you have to be able to accept the consequences of your feelings and the harm that may come to you again. Is that true? It's not really meeting halfway. Um, it, it, it's, it's just, you know, um, deciding that, uh, you know, am I willing to take the chance? Am I willing to risk further harm by going back into a relationship with someone, um, who may very well harm me again in the future? So I'm going to use my own, uh, situation as an example, because I happen to be one of those people. So, um, and I may have mentioned this in another podcast, but, you know, I've got two sisters, uh, one 
is uh, lives in Texas, and 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 I do not have any relationship with her at all. The other is uh, lives in California. We have a great relationship, and and the one that um, lives in Texas is uh, a sister that has never that we've never had a close relationship. We've always had a harmful relationship. And the harm has been one-sided. It's been my sister harming me. I'm not talking about physical. I'm talking about emotionally. And the harm has always been in belittlement, uh, negative energy, belittlement, and most importantly, not being a part of my life because she just has chosen not to be a part of my life doesn't really want anything to do with me in in truth um and i have accepted that that is who my sister is okay um we haven't spoken in over what now it's 13 years so i made a decision a long time ago to to let go of the anger and the hurt and the sadness around having a non-existent relationship with my sister. Okay. I also understood that my sister has not changed. She never, she never asked for forgiveness. She never uh, uh, communicated with me that she was sorry for not being a good sister. There's never been any effort on her part to try to make uh, an apology or to try to make amends for her past behavior. So I made a decision to forgive her. I'm at peace with that. But I also made another decision. And that decision was that I'm not going to allow myself to be harmed again. And for me, that, that, was, that required me to, be, to put up a wall, if you will, to put up a barrier between myself and my sister to protect myself from further self-harm. And so the truth is, Valerie, I don't have a relationship with my sister. And, and part of that is fear of being hurt again. And part of that is just knowing from communication with my other sister that she's the same, the same person that, uh, that, 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 will continue to belittle me and, and put me down and um, and uh, not be there if I need her in my life. And I made a decision, you know what, I've got, I've got people I know who are not family that I can go to for support, for emotional support when I need it. Um, and, uh, and, and they're kind to me, you know, they're respectful. Uh, you know, I, fortunately I have a couple of close friends that, that, that we have, utmost trust for one another and and we're there when we when we need each other you know a friend in need is a friend indeed um and you know what if a family uh is uh, not willing to take that role uh then we we can choose to to not rely on them for you know for what they can't give us and we get it someplace else the bottom line is that we need to protect ourselves emotionally from harm um, family or not, we need to protect ourselves.
Well, I think one thing that I learned as an adult is sometimes our chosen family is much more important than the biological family. Those we choose to spend our time with, who love and care about us, and that we uplift each other rather than tear each other down. And you've made such fabulous points today. I've just, they're really hitting home here. <laughs> um, the other thing I, I want to go back a little bit about the self-love and self-care. A lot of times when we don't know how to set boundaries, uh, we think we're being unkind to others. When, in my opinion, we're being unkind to ourselves. Um, when we allow ourselves to be put in a position that we would not put ourselves in. In other words, when we don't do the negative self-talk, but other people say, you can't do that, you're not good enough, or my favorite, you've always done this. Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. looking at the change. And, you know, that whole thing about peace with the past. When we become at peace with our past, that's up to the other person how they handle that. That's their business then. We've already done our work. Yeah, yeah. I love, by the way, your, your choice of words, Valerie, when you say our chosen family, because you know what? Our, our heart holds no boundaries uh, for our feelings. And if we get those feelings from someone that biologically is not connected to us, so be it. It's all about us. Uh, living in peace and having a connection with people who care for us and we care for them. Now, the other thing I want to bring up, and that is that um, as far as forgiving and reconciliation, you know, if, 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 the, if the other person who harmed us has asked us for forgiveness um, and they have shown themselves remorse for what happened. If, if someone who we need to make peace with and we have forgiven them um, asks us for forgiveness or says the, the, the two words, just two words, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, here's what I say. I say, you know what? Take the risk. Take the risk because the fact is people can change, all right? Through time, people can change. Who we are is not who we were. Who we are in the present is not who we were. And sometimes people, you know, learn um, internally through their own suffering and, 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 and reflect on their life and the way that they've treated others that, that, you know what, I don't like this person inside of me and I need to change that. And so, you know, if someone has shown you through their actions or through their words that they have changed, please give me another chance. You know, I'm your sister. I love you in, 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 in my own case, which hasn't happened. Um, then the door would be open. The door would be open because the greatest gift, Valerie, that I think we can give another person um, is the ability for them to become emotionally free. Everybody deserves to be emotionally free. So, so the question that you need to ask yourself is, have they asked for it? Have they changed? Are they different now than they were in the past? 
And so, you know, it's um, a second chance is deserving to those who have asked for it. I think that's the that's the the mantra that that uh, you know is so important is have they do they deserve it? Have they asked for it? And if they have, they deserve a second chance. And um, you know, at reestablishing a relationship. Um, and and then you know you decide based on how that relationship is moving forward whether you want to continue with it or not. You know the beautiful thing about making decisions we have the ability to make decisions. Do we want to continue this relationship or not? We have that ability, and uh, and and I think first and foremost goes back to the word self love and self care. You know we're we're our best friend. We're our only best friend. We have to take care of ourselves as an individual, and um, and and living with emotional freedom is part of the responsibility on us, uh, and and the uh, you know us being emotionally free uh, comes along with some decisions that we have to make, uh, and so you know they're not easy decisions. But first and foremost, we should always have in our mind. Uh, that we need to love ourselves and we need to take care of ourselves emotionally and do the best that we can to protect ourselves from being hurt uh, unjustly and unfairly. You know, you made a really good point there about um, taking care of ourselves because a lot of times there's many of us out here in the world that are caregivers, you know, that, and we learn that, that's learned behavior. Um, but that being said, a lot of caregivers do not take care of themselves. And it's kind of like a car. You used this before. You don't maintain the vehicle, right? You don't put the gas in it. You don't change your oil. Eventually you get, (laughs) and that's it, right? You break down. So the human's the same way, you know? So, and if we can't take care of ourselves and keep our own vehicle running, we're not much use to anybody else either. So that's one thing that I've always tried to remember in my own work is sometimes I have to say, okay, I got to take a day off. I'm a workaholic. I know it. My family knows it. And some days you just have to stop and say, okay, let's reassess this. And that goes with all areas in life. You know, and I think with forgiveness, it's the same thing. It's a process. We expect things to be instantaneous. We want instant gratification today. We don't want to wait for anything. And this doesn't happen. It can happen within. But when you're dealing with other people, sometimes it is a very long process and it takes time. Well, you're you're right about that. You know, uh, healing. Healing takes time, um, but forgiving another person, though, um, you know, going back to one of the principles about forgiveness, and that is forgiving is a decision; it's not a feeling. Um, and and so, you know, uh, there is a moment in our lives that we choose when that moment is that we can make that decision to forgive someone. Because again, going back to the to the one of the basic foundations of forgiveness and that is that forgiving isn't about them it's about us being emotionally free from the past and um and the truth is we deserve it 
you know, some people battle with that. Do I really, am I really deserving of that? You know, I've, I've done so many bad things in my life. Am I really deserving of it? And, and, and the answer is, you know what, the past doesn't define who we are. You know, who we are and who we were is not the same. Um, and, and so, you know, if we could look back and say, hey, you know what, I did some bad stuff in my life, but, um, but you know what, I'm, I'm not the same person today. Uh, if we can honestly have a talk with ourselves and say that, then the time to forgive is now, you know. Uh, and then the other thing is, as you well know, Valerie, you know, there's no certainty that what we can do today, we can do tomorrow. Um, you know, so uh, um, it's very important that, <clears throat> you know, that, that we do what we need to do today. Uh, while we can, because, you know, tomorrow's a, a mystery. You know, the, the, that rhyme, yesterday is history and tomorrow is a mystery is so true. You know, we don't have any assurances that, that what we can do today, we can do tomorrow. So there, there is some urgency when it comes to forgiving others. Well, you know, the whole thing about being for the self um, we're not meant to go through life being miserable. You know, we live in a pretty beautiful place when you take a look around at what this remarkable earth is that we live on. You know, as far as it feeds us and it, we have the sunshine and the changes of seasons and the oceans. And, you know, how can you not look around and know that we're meant to be here to enjoy where we are? It's not supposed to be a lifetime of suffering, hurt, and pain. And the sooner we can learn that, the better off we are. We don't go into our senior years carrying all this, excuse me, BS with us. Well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And, and I'll tell you another. You know, go ahead, go ahead. I just wanted to say one other thing about reconciliation. It's reconciliation with self sometimes that we need also. Does that make sense? Yeah, say that again now. I was just making a note when you were talking. Say that again. Okay, so a lot of times when we're coming down to forgiveness and reconciliation, it comes down to reconciliation with the self. You know, mm -hmm. to be able to forgive that person that right. you used to be and to be able to accept the new person you're becoming and to right. work with those tools to heal thyself. Right, right, right. I, I gotta. I, I want to ask you a question on uh, the tablets that uh, people who are incarcerated uh, have to be able to communicate with on the outside. Is that uh, uh, going on in your state as well and and with the prisons that you work with is that everybody has a tablet and they can communicate with them you know with with uh, family and friends on their tablet by text and, the, and there's video as well is that to go so, on so in Maine they do have the, the tablets here and I think it's in most of the facilities, I don't know that it's all. Um, and some of them have video visits and some do not. Yeah. Um, I know Maryland has them. 
but they don't get the podcast. Awesome. Um, North Carolina does get the podcast. Tennessee gets it. California gets it. Uh, and it's going on a new platform, which I'm not free to talk about yet, but um, it will be available in other states. I just don't know where yet. Okay. So it depends on different places. But a lot of them, um, you can text message. So if there's, as long as you have somebody's name. And then also you can, um, uh, the phone calls, right? It it also allows you to have uh, phone calls whenever you choose with with your family and friends. Um, They have limits. They have certain times that they can do them. Okay. And some of them. Um, and they're different. Some of them, they can do video calls. Okay. And some of it, it has to be a video visit. But the visits are free, and they charge them for the calls. Right, right. Is, I, I know for I know on my end, I think it's a nickel to communicate with someone. Um, and uh, I don't know what, what they charge on messages coming to me. But, but the reason that I was asking you about that is because, um, you know, there's a... Uh, double-edged sword, and I've also heard this from men who are incarcerated as well about having these tablets, and that is that it draws them into a world on the outside when they don't have the ability to be on the outside. And and it can be a double-edged sword in that, you know, it, um, first of all, it gives them a, a you know, a, a yearning to want to be on the outside, but the other thing is that it can play havoc on us emotionally because we're drawn in to what's going on um, with our friends and family emotionally on the outside world that's not always pleasant. And and the fact is we have no control uh, over where we're at, at least for the, for the time being during our incarceration, we have no control over that. So, you know, we, we have to be uh, mindful of the fact that when we're communicating with those on the outside, when it comes to us being emotionally free, we need to be sensitive to the fact that in order for us to to maintain that freedom, that we have to, you know, understand a very basic fundamental truth, and that is that we have no control over what goes on beyond the fence, beyond the wall, um, and and that's, uh, you know, it's a tough pill to swallow when we're on the inside and we're communicating with those on the outside who are sharing with us their own stuff, the good, the bad, and the ugly, that can affect us emotionally. Um, and, and so we need, to be, we need to be mindful of that. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day that there's a lot more benefits, there's a lot more advantages to us emotionally um, by having the tablets and having that way of communicating with our friends and family than not. But we still need to to not allow ourselves to be drawn into chaos or negative energy that's occurring within our circle of family and friends uh, for the sole purpose of maintaining that emotional freedom. And so it's just something that uh, I wanted to bring up in in our interview today is that we need to be we need to be careful and remind ourselves often that we have no control over what happens on the outside and that um, we need to emotionally, you know, uh, 
you know, get through this period of time in our lives that, that we maintain that emotional freedom and not allow a lot of outside influence to affect that. You know, you brought up some really good points that I hadn't really thought about because because of the tablets, you have can have daily contact with your families through text messaging. And you might be talking about just normal everyday stuff. The car broke down. You know, the kids are sick. And you don't really think, I'm talking about us on the outside, we don't really think about how that affects somebody inside who has absolutely no control and no way of helping us other than to give you a shoulder to cry on, which really, when we look at it, those of us outside should not be doing that, you know? And that's one of those things that people that are listening on the outside need to be aware of the pressure that is put on your friends and loved ones when you are talking about that. They understand life is not a bowl of cherries all the time, but they don't need any more on their plate. And I often hear from people that I talk with that are inside that they say, well, I didn't hear from you for a week. Are you okay? And you don't want to say, oh, well, my dog died and I was sick. And right. you don't want to bring that to them, you know? Yeah. So those yeah. are things that we need to be mindful about sometimes, the words we choose and who we speak them to and where they are at that moment. Right, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And and the other thing that I think it would be, you know, very helpful for, for those on the inside and that is to, you know, when you have a talk with someone, a family or a friend, and you have a feeling of love with that person, always convey it. Always convey that, you know, tell someone if you love them. Don't hold back on that. Tell someone if you love them that you do love them. Expect nothing in return um, because you might not, you know, it might not be as easy for them as it is for you to be able to convey those feelings. Not not everybody openly shares their feelings. Some people, for whatever reason, are not comfortable sharing feelings, especially when it comes to feelings of affection. But never let that prevent you from sharing your feelings of how you feel about another person. You know, um, it's, 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 uh, I think it's therapeutic for us to be emotionally clear on our communication when we're talking to others. Um, and, uh, and so, I, you know, I just wanted to kind of add that as a caveat to this conversation when we're talking to other people to be, to, to, you know, always end the conversation on a note of, of you know, thankfulness and gratitude, and 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 if you love that person, let them know that you love them. When you conclude that conversation. It, it's part of of continuing to cleanse ourselves emotionally and and keep that uh, that peace within us. Rob, you've done it again. Perfect words to wrap things up this time. <laughs> Was there anything we left out before we close out today? Uh, no, I just want to personally convey my own gratitude for, for you doing what you do in a, such a selfless way. And, um, you know, I'm honored to be able to share this platform with you today. And, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, I think this is this is good stuff that we we often know, but we need to remind ourselves of on a conscious level. 
And uh, I think we achieved that today. So I really appreciate you having me on the program. I really thank you for that, Rob, because um, I feel what we're doing is really important. And conversations like this need to happen more often. So I'm really thankful to you and all the footwork that you've done yourself in your own personal journey and that you're willing to share that with others to help them also be able to leap the emotional cage. It's my pleasure, Valerie. Thank you. Um, I want to let everyone know we've been talking with Rob Corbin and uh, we'll be back again with episode four in another week. Looking forward to it.